1: It is time now for Making Sense of the Markets with Lori Pinkowski. Lori is a senior portfolio manager at Canaccord Genuity and joins us now. Good morning, Lori. Good morning, Simi. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. Let's talk about these markets. How are they looking this morning?
0: Yeah, markets are in the green mostly this morning. This kind of comes off a red start to the week. Um, also this week, uh, important news, Canadian inflation numbers obviously came in, um, rising 3.3% from last year. This was higher than the month uh, previously at uh, 2.8%, so making it the first re-acceleration since April uh, earlier this year. And this is uh, not really welcome news, although we do believe that the Bank of Canada is going to hold rates steady in September. When taking a look at kind of a a deeper dive into uh, into the inflation numbers, what it looks like is you know gas prices declined um, you know a year ago, so there's a lot to do with this base effect when we're looking at some of these numbers. Um, Mortgage interest rate costs is another contributor. Um, you know, that's kind of self-inflicted, right? As they're raising rates, mortgage costs are going up. So they're obviously gonna take that into consideration as well. Uh, Grocery prices slowed down from the previous month, but still grew eight and a half percent year over year. And that's three times the overall inflation rate. So that's not good news. Uh, those who are looking to travel, though, travel related costs decreased somewhat. So, um, you know, it's a kind of a mixed bag, I would say. um, And it wasn't as positive as what we were looking for. However, core inflation, which excludes um, food and energy costs, uh, basically kind of stayed the same around 3.2% year over year. So, so it wasn't a a super bad read, but uh, we're looking at uh, them holding in September and that that would be positive for those who have debt, mortgages, lines of credits, all that kind of stuff here in Canada
1: okay is that the indication that we're getting right now that is
0: the indication. Um, that's what economists are expecting. Um, there's only really a 35% chance that the Bank of Canada will hike rates again in September. Remember, that doesn't mean they're totally done. It means that uh, they may pause, uh, reassess, and then decide later on in the year. And remember, you know, at the beginning of uh, 2023, we were actually expecting them to decrease rates by the end of the year. Obviously, that's not happening. Uh, inflation is stickier than than anticipated. Um, and uh, we probably won't see rate uh, decreases until late 2024, even 2025. So, so that's important to keep in mind um, when checking your debt levels at this point. Um, what we're looking for is uh, is a pause out uh, of. Canada as well as the US actually. So let's uh, look forward to that because if if the Fed, remember that as a Canadian, um, we're focused on what the Bank of Canada is doing because of debt mortgages and and so on. But in terms of your portfolio, what the markets are focused on is the Fed and the US and interest rates down there. So my belief is is if they pause here in September, that would be a very positive uh, thing for markets. And so we'll see what uh, what happens going forward.
1: Okay, so we watch for that. And I think also at this time of year, year. Lori, a lot of parents are thinking about, you know, back to school, maybe their kids are still young and it, it would be really hard to put money aside, but there must be some options for them to do that. Like an RESP.
0: Well, exactly. I mean, RESPs are a super way to save for children, children's or grandchildren's education. And remember, as a grandparent, you can also contribute and open up an RESP. And I, I think a lot of people don't realize that. Um, you know, They want to kind of save in some ways uh, for future generations. And this is a great way to do that. And as we're nearing kind of um, uh, school season here in September, uh, we always often like to bring this up again. And remember, there's three types of RESP plans out there. There's family plans, uh, individual plans, and group plans. Family plans are beneficial for households with more than one child. And remember, that's a good idea because if, say, you have two or three children, one doesn't go to school, the other two can use the balance of the RESP. Uh, Individual plan is good if you only have one child. Um, and, And then there's these group plans, which I'm really not a big fan of. Those are kind of those companies that only sell or Uh, provide people with RESP type plans and they don't do anything else. And that's their only business. Uh, That RESP type option can be very restrictive. There's a lot in the fine print with those types of plans. Uh, There can be higher fees, lock-in periods, There's consequences on missing contributions, uh, a lack of flexibility of what you can invest in. Um, And so I think that those types of plans uh, one should stay away from. If you're dealing with a financial advisor or with a bank, I mean, you can easily open up an RESP there uh, and invest in whatever you like. You can, again, contribute some years and maybe not contribute others, depending on what's going on with your cash flow. And so I think that uh, is, is really important for investors and parents and grandparents to be aware of. And um, again, when you're looking at investing in an RSP, remember it's like a guaranteed return because you're getting a grant from the government of 20% on contributions up to $2,500 annually per child. So that is where a big benefit is. Uh, The second part is, is um, is a tax-free growth in an RES- RESP. So over many, many years, you're investing in either stocks, bonds, GICs, mutual funds. Remember, treat it like an investment account, like any other account, and it should grow uh, over the long-term. And so that's also very important to understand that tax-free growth.
1: Okay, are there other tips there that we can get for getting the most out of this?
0: Yeah, you know, start saving and contributing early to get the most from that tax shelter growth I was just talking about. Uh, Treat your RESP like an investment account uh, and invest in 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 uh, investments that are going to grow over time. Um, even though GICs are paying a decent rate right now, for many years they were not. Uh, so you don't want to be stuck, you know, in an investment paying 1%. Just remember that even though it's for education, it's still a long-term time horizon if you're starting early. Um, you know, and utilize RESP as much as possible uh, when your child is in school. A lot of people believe it's just for uh, tuition, but it's not. It's for books, accommodation, um, school supplies, all sorts of things and understand how saving for education can fit into your financial plan. Again, speaking with a financial advisor or planner to understand, you know, how much you can contribute, what's the best way. And again, if you're a grandparent out there, this is a, um, a fantastic way, uh, to help your adult children, uh, save for, um, their, uh, children's right. education in the future.
1: Now, Lori, what are the options here? Just so people understand, like, what if the child grows up and decides not to go to post-secondary? Cause that can certainly happen. Uh, That can definitely happen. And um, if they decide not to go to school,
0: uh, there are certain kind of restrictions and things that you're going to have to pay back. And, you know, if you're going to withdraw some of the portion um, when uh, if a child doesn't go to school, you want to take a look at, um, you know, that you're going to have to pay back some of the grant money you're going to have to pay back uh, and be taxed on some of those returns that you had as well. So that's, again, why if you have more than one child, it's important to look at having a family plan. Uh, so that another family member could use uh, the balance. So, again, you can withdraw the money if your child chooses not to go to school um, with a capital withdrawal to the subscriber. Uh, And again, this is a return of contributed capital issued uh, to the subscriber and is non-taxable. But if you withdraw this portion while there is still grant money in the plan, uh, the government will take back all that grant money. So, again, you can't get the best of both worlds. That's for sure.
1: Right. Okay. so that's why the family plan is so important. Right. Because like got to give kids all the options they can use it if they need it. And if they don't need it, then it can be used for somebody else.
0: Well, exactly. And, and I think more more kids are, are taking some sort of post-secondary uh, education. And remember, this doesn't just have to be for university and college. And so on. Can, many courses qualify nowadays. It's not nearly as restrictive as it was when I first started in the business over 20 years ago. So it's very flexible RESP plans. And, um, and I, I believe everybody who has a child or grandchild should be looking at it. All right. Good advice. Thank you
1: for that. Thanks so much, Simi. That's Lori Pinkowski. Lori is a Senior Portfolio Manager at Canaccord Genuity. And remember, you can contact her team at 604-695-LORI, or you can visit their website at Pinkowski.ca.